Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Aaron Pierce, the Vice President and General Manager for CounselLink, a legal and spend management solution for law departments. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Ari. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's a privilege. So tell us about your background and your role at CounselLink. I've been with LexisNexis for a little bit over 12 years with the CounselLink business for a little bit more than half of that, but in the legal software space the entire time. My current role is overseeing operations on the CounselLink business. CounselLink is our ELM software solution for corporate legal departments here at LexisNexis. CounselLink recently published its 2020 ELM Trends Report. What were your biggest takeaways? There's lots of really great insights when you dig in to our latest Trends Report. The one that stands out for me the most probably is we're seeing some significant increases in partner rates between our large firms, those between 500 and 750 attorneys, and then those very largest firms that are more than 750. So what we're seeing is those very top firms have partner median rates that are actually about 50% higher than even that next smallest tier of firm. And when you go down even to a little bit smaller firm size, you find that those rates are about 29% higher. So really high significant correlation perhaps not surprising, between size of firm and those partner rates that you're going to see built. How are firms justifying that rate increase? As we look back through the data, you're seeing that tiering occur historically. And what also tends to happen is those largest firms are working on some of the more valuable or the more partner-heavy work that you're going to see. So they're able to justify those higher rates. Are they specifically focused on areas of the law that are in higher demand? Yeah, a lot of what you're going to see at that point is the high-value M&A work, potentially some high-value corporate financial or securities work, generally the types of work that you're going to see, again, you're going to trust a handful of firms with, and those firms are going to be the larger firms, and they're going to get corresponding rates for that value. How do you see COVID-19 impacting law firm consolidation? One of the things that we saw pre-COVID in the 2019 data that we looked at is that those top 50 firms get the lion's share of the work in some of those categories I was just talking about. So M&A, corporate finance, about 62% of work that goes through our database for that M&A, corporate and finance categories is in that top 50 firms. If you look at the crystal ball and think about what that means for COVID and how COVID is going to impact that. I think you're going to see some clear correlations between law firm consolidation and work that we're going to see moving forward into 2020, most specifically because in the economic impact of COVID and the surrounding economic impact is going to result in some belt tightening. And that belt tightening is going to result in some negotiations and some fee negotiations. And you're going to tend to look at those few firms that you want to send the majority of the work to and minimize some of that fee negotiation conversation by keeping it in a smaller set of firms. Given those changes, how have legal departments had to pivot in the pandemic? There's a couple of aspects to the pandemic that are some we can pull from the data and some you just look at the world around us. What we're seeing is that by and large, corporate legal departments and lawyers in general aren't always the most technologically progressive. So where you've got software or technology companies that may be more easy to pivot to a work from home or remote working environment, 
a lot of times corporate legal, depending on the corporation, and most law firms aren't going to have the IT infrastructure, the capability to easily pivot. And so you're seeing some disruption in just work in general. Combine that with the economic impact. So we're seeing revenues down, we're seeing billings down. You've got disruption in staff labor. You've got work environments that aren't ideal. And you're seeing more and more that both law firms and legal departments are having to lean more on technology solutions to be able to solve that. So a SaaS solution like Counseling, where you subscribe to it, you don't need IT staff, you don't need to worry about whether you're in the office or not using it. Firms that use that will be at a little bit of an advantage. Corporate legal departments that have heavy IT infrastructure, I think, are struggling a little bit. So you're going to see that piece of it. You're also going to see opportunities to potentially outsource work, both on the law firm and on the corporate legal side. We're seeing staff reductions. So you're having to do even more with less than you were last year. Opportunities to either find technology solutions, adapt to technology solutions, or frankly, just find outside consultants and contractors that can help with picking up some of the work because the work's still there to be done. You just have fewer people to do it. Which matter types changed most drastically in the midst of the crisis? It's really interesting is as we look at the 2020 data, the coronavirus impacts really starting mid-March, you're not going to see that really flow through into invoices because you've got service time in March and April that's coming through on those April and even May invoices potentially. But with just a couple of months of real data to look at in 2020, we're seeing some early trends that we can think about whether we will see those continue or not. One of them is a pretty significant decline in M&A volume. We're about 40% down in terms of new opens related to mergers and acquisitions over the last two or three months. We're seeing a gradual, a little bit less decline in overall litigation volumes. That's down about 20% over the last two or three months. Then we saw a spike in employment and labor work in April and May. That's about 25% higher in April and May than the norm that we see for that, given the time of year. So if you take a step back, you look at it holistically, I think what that reflects is a little bit of a pause in the economy in Q2 as firms are kind of reevaluating priorities. Maybe they're reevaluating M&A discussions. Maybe they're thinking about what they need to do from an employment perspective to be able to adapt. A lot of times they may have employees that are out or impacted and thinking about what they need to do to get them back. We've seen significant changes, particularly in retail and restaurants, where they're having to make significant investment and spend to be able to accommodate some of the changes. So those are just the early view of what we're seeing. It'll be really interesting to watch over the next few months in 2020 to see whether we can see some of the signs of economic recovery coming out of it and what that means from a volume of work perspective for lawyers and for legal departments. What surprised you the most about the results of this year's trends report? For many, many years, we've been talking about the death of the billable hour and the rise of alternative fees. And yet what we've seen in the data that we've looked at over the last seven or eight years is steady level of alternative fee leverage. So about 10% of matters within our database leverage some form of alternative fee arrangement. And we've seen that that's been fairly consistent. Now, if you look at the report from a couple of years ago, and you look again at this year's report, you're starting to see that number go from 10 to about 12%. So we've had a two-year leveling at 12%. It's not a huge increase. It's not a huge difference. And I do believe there's still significant opportunity in alternative fee or fixed fee arrangements. But we are seeing a little bit of an uptick. I think that the future is still on the horizon in terms of whether there are more opportunities there. But good to see at least a little bit of an uptick on that piece. How do you expect legal departments to manage their spend for the remainder of 2020? 
a lot of our customers and a lot of law departments use data like our CounseLink Insights data to help with their annual rate negotiation. So they may have negotiations with the firms annually and identify what the rate should be, use this publication as a benchmarking tool. For 2020, in most cases, that negotiation is done. That was either the end of last year or the beginning of this year that some of that rate negotiation has taken place. And so you throw a global pandemic into the mix three months into the year, and rather than going through another round of rate negotiations, what we're seeing more is examples of departments that are mandating some level of discounting. So it's a top line across the board discount, either with all of their firms or with certain panels of firms that they use. That's an easier cost-saving tool than having to go in and renegotiate rates. It's a little bit of a unilateral tool, but we're seeing that a lot with many of our customers this year, especially in the more impacted industries. And a discount is something that's fairly easy to apply in a software tool like CounseLink when you're doing invoice review and approval. That's one of the things that we're seeing for 2020 as an impact. I think the second big thing not to lose sight of, cash flow is super important. Both law firms and corporate legal departments are feeling the pinch. The economy is soft. Payments are slower. Revenue's down in the case of corporate. So we're seeing some opportunities for creative financing solutions. You and I spoke earlier this year about CounseLink Fast Track solution, which is the ability for some of our corporate legal to extend their payment terms, but also give the ability for their firms to get paid faster, bridging that gap of a win-win situation. And so what we think is there's going to be a lot more of that this year as firms look to negotiate payment terms and look to hang on to cash longer. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Aaron Pierce, the Vice President and General Manager for CounselLink, a legal and spend management solution for law departments. Aaron, thanks so very much. Always happy to chat. Thanks, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.